Hey, I got the song down, y'all. I'm ready. I hear that beat, and I'm like, it must be Tuesday. We must be getting ready to grow, y'all. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Evan Growth Livestream, episode number 132. And today we're talking about how to take time off from work. Um, you know, that's a challenge for everyone, especially if you're freelancing, if you're just getting started, finding a way to like step away from your new business, your new agency, your new whatever little experiment. So we're going to talk about the perils of figuring out how to do that, how to like maybe support a system for your team to be able to take time off, how you can take time off. We're going to talk all about it. But before we get too far into that, let's F and grow. Okay. What's up, Joe? Hello. Hello. How you doing, Raymar? Good. I am doing good. I'm getting so... Nice. I'm getting a little nervous. I'm nervous about the stream. I'm nervous I leave for San Francisco tomorrow. I know uh, you're traveling out and we're gonna meet me in San Francisco on Monday. Um, mm-hmm. <gasps> we're talking about that in our first little announcement here. So maybe we can just talk about that um, That little bit. We'll be live uh, next week, Thursday. I don't know, what are you thinking, Joe? I'm, I'm like getting a little nervous about all the things that need to get done between now and being able to like leave without Speaking of taking time off, <laughs> right? Without things like <laughs> falling apart a little bit. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm I'm ready. We're we're leaving tomorrow. We'll be in San Francisco Monday. And I am so excited to get to that Webflow office, start to meet the team in person. So yeah, this is it's not really taking time off, but it, it kinda is. You know, we're we're in a different city, we're gonna be having fun, but we'll be working live from HQ. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to be a cool opportunity to talk a little bit about community stuff. We've talked about community for a long time. Obviously, y'all have seen us be very active in the community. If you're watching here on the stream, if you watch previous streams, et cetera, whatever, whatever, we've you've seen us do a lot of this. Um, Emily is obviously new at Webflow as the new uh, head of community director over there doing uh, working with them as they kind of revamp some of that. So it'd be really cool. It's a huge honor for us to get a chance to go out there and chat and work with them, plan strategically on, you know, what we might see in the community over the next few years. So stay tuned for that. If you're in our little network, we've had some briefings on, uh, when we come back, you know, I know a lot of you have asked us, well, what does this mean for the little thing we're working on? It doesn't mean anything like nothing's changing so far. We're just going to hopefully strategically align better with what's happening at Webflow so that we can be more effective uh, for the community itself. So I think that's the kind of the gist of it. Joe, any other thoughts about, obviously we've got the, the two meetups in San Fran in LA. Those are going to be fun as mm-hmm. well uh, next week. So um, yeah, just look kind of a lot. Like uh, it's kind of exciting um, this next week. I think as a, a reminder, next Tuesday, we do not have a stream. Mm. Tuesday, we are off. It's our first day in the office. We're getting ready for the Thursday stream. So official public stream will be on Thursday. We have our pro only hangout on Wednesday of next week. Yeah. And that's a serious one because we're voting on the attributes roadmap. So whatever comes from that episode, not there we go. Now we're ready to start this show. My bad job, my bad. <laughs> whatever comes from that Wednesday session with the pros, that's what we develop next for attributes. So you gotta be there if you're a pro. Nice. And Thursday, that's open for everyone. Great. 
Okay, so I think that's about all we got for announcements. Let's take a quick second to say hello to the folks in the audience. What's up, Lucas? Hello, Tom. Hello, Emily from Philadelphia. Great design lead in the house. If y'all have not listened to that podcast, go check it out for sure. Uh, Joe and I have both been on it along with, I think, Vlad and everyone from the Webflow community. I think she interviewed Grace recently. Tons of uh, tons of great interviews on that, uh, and she goes super deep. Both Joe and I were both exposed on that episode, so <laughs> go listen and get deep on uh you know she's got great interview style anyway slawick is here hello dale jensen can't help it back for more that's right thin sweet crack y'all carly harvey first time making it to a live awesome hello welcome to the live daniel brosnio's in the house hello rahul felix joseph is here hello john matias robert hopefully we'll see you in los angeles next week hello aida sean duvall zach what's up what's up what's up hello everyone um okay so let's um let's jump into it joe we're talking about taking time off and i know you 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 seem to have um more more to say here as someone who's built a business where other people are taking time off rather than i've not done a lot of uh trading systems or setting things up so uh let's jump into these disclaimers real quick and then we'll uh get into the the gist of the topic here okay disclaimer number one we are speaking from our personal experience this is not based on the industry or what other people do. This is just how we view this topic. So how are we able to take time off? What what strategies do we use? What processes do we put in place to take some time off and feel good about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but just know that it's it's from us. Yeah. Yeah. And also we're not necessarily able to take like extended amount, like, you know, John, I can't take months off of work, you know? So like some of the stuff we're going to talk about and we'll get deep into that. I think we'll end this with kind of like where we are currently and what our goal is over time. But, um, yeah, as is this a general disclaimer, you got to find what works for you, for your business, the stage of your career that you're in, you know, it's easier sometimes to take time off later when you're a little more established, you've had time to set your process up. If you're just, you know, coming into the industry and you're hustling and grinding, maybe you're not going to be as flexible to be able to take, you know, two week, three week vacations, or even, you know, long, like a full week away from prospecting or some part of the operation or dealing with a client, something or other. So this could also vary depending on the stage of your career. So just keep that in mind that we're talking about this as people who are fairly seasoned in this space, who have you know paid some of their dues already. And we'll maybe talk a little bit about that times where we weren't able to take uh, time off as we wanted to. And hopefully you all in the comments will also carry along with us. So we'll jump into the audience prompt here. Uh, we want to know how long could you comfortably disconnect from your business? How long could you step away from that business without it falling apart? So um, I would be interested to know what, you know, like, do you have systems in place? Um, Are you able to take extended amounts of time off? Uh, Let us know in the comments. Obviously, uh, as we go through, these shows are very driven by those comments and we'll, um, you know, we'll we'll let that influence the the candor and the the direction of the discussion. So um, anything else on the disclaimers or audience problem, Joe? That's it. Let's, let's get into that show. Great. Okay. Taking time off. I like to think taking time off needs to be a choice. Remember this, a choice. Shouldn't be forced. It shouldn't be required. It has to be something that comes from within you and you make a choice about. If you do not have the choice, if you're working in your business and there's no choice to take time off, then you are a prisoner to your business. Mm. You don't have the ability to do what you want to do and that makes you stuck. 
It makes you forced to not take that time off. And if there is a choice, you should have the right processes in place to be able to take that time off and feel good about it, right? Anybody can take time off, but if you take time off and you're worried every day about your your work, if you're worried about the business, if you wake up in the middle of the night on vacation thinking about your business, that's not truly your time off. That's just being worried in a different location. So when you have that choice, you also need to have the right things in place, the right processes to be able to do that. And we're going to talk a lot about this. Can, uh, can I ask some yeah. questions just a little bit? Because <clears throat> when you when I saw this, um, like your, your notes here on the taking time off must be a choice. Uh, it was interesting to me to think about that because um, do you mean like, because I know some businesses force, you know, like, hey, you have to take X number of off, you know, like you have to leave the office for a week or some companies, mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, uh, will, will even compensate you for the first time you take a full week vacation or something like that. Are you talking about inside of that context? Or are you just talking about this mostly as you're talking about building a business and having the ability to walk away from that being the choice you're talking about? Can you dive deeper into like your philosophy on that? I think the choice works in either use case. You're working with a a startup that requires your time to take off. You're building your own business. If a company is requiring you to take your time off and you don't want to take the time off, maybe because you're given too much work or you're afraid that your deliverables won't be met when you get back, you don't have a choice, right? So this is not healthy. We'll talk about this more later in the episode, but if a company is requiring you to do something, it's not a choice, it's a requirement. So that, that to me is a big X Mm. that doesn't work. Uh, you have to be able to say, I want to take these days off because I want to see this new area because I want to separate because I've wanted to do this since I was five years old, whatever it is. So you're seeing that choice is like the flexibility to decide. Cause I've even heard stories where people like put in for time requests or they put in for vacation notice or something, and then it's rejected or something like that. You know, because maybe you can't take time off during this certain time of the year or maybe, I don't know, whatever restriction or maybe the other somebody else in your department is also off. And so you can't you know, two people can't be gone at the same time or whatever. And so is that that's the choice you're talking about, right? Like you're saying in general, yeah, like the flexibility of, yeah. you know, being able to kind of call these shots is like in the grand scheme of that's that's how you're looking at that choice topic. Yes. If if you get denied to take your time off, then it's not a choice. Yeah, you don't right. have the choice. Right, right. Uh, you have the request and it's denied. Yeah. So yeah, that's also an X for me. Yeah, I'd be interested to know, because um, this is not something I've run into. I talk to people that have these issues. This is not something I, I know. Like, sometimes I feel like I live in a different world because for 10 years, I have not lived in like the regular corporate, like real job, like things, processes, HR departments, bosses, like like any of that, you know? And so sometimes people talk to me and I'm like, you are speaking a language I don't speak. I don't know what you're saying, you know? And so like, it's hard for me to empathize. I would be interested to know who in the audience, you know, like, are you dealing with this? Do you know, I think a lot of the folks in our audience, our freelancers are trying to get to the point where maybe they can generate enough business to, to take the time off. So, um, maybe we can, maybe we can ask sound off in the comments. If any of that seems familiar to you, right? Are you dealing with any of this? Are you dealing with uh, trouble? stepping away from your business? Are you, you know, have you maybe taken a small vacation recently and found out that you came back to a nightmare of emails and client fires and things that, you know, just, I don't know. Uh, and then there's a lot of guilt, 
Joe, so we can move on to the next step, right? There's a lot of guilt with taking time off, especially if you know other people are working or if there's some kind of project, you know? And so there's like a, there's a guilt associated with stepping away from this work. And that's the stuff that leads, you know, you to hold on to it while you're on vacation and thinking about like, oh, this little thing is, you know, or what, whatever it is so that you can't actually ever unplug fully, you know? So what do you, what do you think in here? Like, I see usually this is something we create in our heads, right? So we have the same like pressure. We put this pressure on ourselves. So what are your thoughts as it relate to that? You know, going back to the choice concept or, um, yeah, just in general. Well, you can make the choice to take time off, but if you feel guilty during that, I think it cancels out. It doesn't really work. It, it's not a good feeling to, to feel guilty about anything. Mm. So I think this guilt it really comes from within. It's a self-created guilt. I would say most of the time that's that's what it is. And it even happens to me, myself, even though I'm very aware of this and I, I practice these, these good processes to take time off, there have been times where I took the day off and I just felt guilty. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I look at Slack and I see a really great message stream happening and I'm like, oh, I wish I was in that stream and I wish I was working. And it's all self-created in my head. So when I start to feel that, I say, whoa, there's no reason to feel this. I decided to take the day off. So that's I can do whatever I want to do this day. Yeah. But the problem is when you hold on to that guilt, especially when it's over a few days, right? You take a week-long vacation and like halfway through the vacation, you're like, get me home. I need to start working again. Self-imposed. That's how I think of it. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Or do you think there's other other factors that, that come into this? Yeah, and I think um, I used to feel more guilty if I knew I was leaving anybody kind of in a pinch. But the more I got better at like prepping things or learning how to like step away from stuff or, you know, just kind of plan a little better, I think, about the type of work I was doing and making sure, I, you know, I, I gave myself enough room. Like, obviously, I'm not trying to take a vacation if I've got a video uh, a website do or a video do or whatever do in, in a week you know that's not the time to be like yeah I'm taking a vacation so in that context like I don't feel very guilty when I you know take time off anymore um yeah I, and, I, and I I'm actually practicing trying to unplug more frequently uh like going out and leaving my home phone at home you know um trying to just not even have the ability to like access it if I want and not just work stuff but unplugging in general from Twitter or digital communication or whatever. Cause during the day I find myself like, you know, I have screens wrapped around me literally here, you know? And then I always have this guy close and there's usually an iPad somewhere around and like it's constant, you know, stuff. And so I really take that, that, that unplugging and kind of resetting part seriously. And so I don't know that I, I feel guilt anymore, but there were times when I would, and it typically revolved around not enough planning. And I see this in the comments here. A couple yeah. of people were talking about transparency and planning. Carly saying uh, communication plus planning. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I pasted the wrong link apparently in there. Hang on. Um, let's get this fixed comments. That's funny. Okay, there. That should work now. All right. So Carly saying communication plus planning is key for sure. Nice. Um, setting boundaries and expectations. So I think when I wasn't doing that, I feel guilty. And that was my own fault. Like you said, Joe, not just because I was in my head, but those thoughts were proper because 
I left things on, like I didn't set people up for success, you know, and that's hard yeah. to do. This is why, like, I, 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 this is why I said at the beginning that I'm going to let you do a lot of speaking here on, on these ideas because like, I've never, like, I've never created time off plans. You know, I, I, I never had a big operation enough where like I had to worry about other people taking time off, you know? So for me, it would just be like, I'd find time between projects or I, if I knew I had a big project coming up, I'd make sure that like, Oh, I don't have capacity to start that until after this next thing. So I would kind of like do that. I'd squeeze them in between chunks of work and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know this. I'm a little out of my depth talking too much on, on some of these things. The, the comments here with the setting boundaries, expectations, the communication, it's true that this is key. And I think you, you should feel guilty if you do not properly communicate, mm. if you do not properly plan, if you are leaving somebody just empty without, without any response. Yeah. So imagine you're working with a client. The client says, hey, we're going to launch on Friday and we have this big launch. We're going to have a launch party and everything. And then Wednesday of that week, you just break down and you take a vacation. I think you should feel guilty. You, you really should because you made a promise to launch the site. Somebody is expecting you to deliver that site and you didn't communicate in enough time that you will not be there for that launch. Yeah. So the only time you should feel guilty is if you don't take time off correctly. And that really comes with setting up the right processes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, before we jump into the process stuff, uh, Beverly's saying here, feeling guilty for taking time off makes the time feel more stressful. So you're stressing about, you know, stuff that you should be relaxing. Mm -hmm. So you don't actually get to relax. You don't actually get to unwind. You come back feeling like shit. I need some, I need to get away from, and I just, I just got back from being away. Uh, Richard, I took two weeks off, uh, two weeks ago and ended up spending two days catching up on admin and cleaning up files. Now my house is half painted and nice. So accomplishing a little bit, uh, while you're taking time off, Danny G saying I'm freelancing and take a day off now. And again, some weekends see the week for me, the weekends, I give my weekends up very sparingly, right? Like I like the weekends. I, if I work, I'm going to work on me. I don't, I, I don't work with direction of other people, right? If I work on the weekends, I'm still pretty much like off communications. That's my time to like do stuff. But honestly, recently I've also been trying to, at least for a big chunk, get out of the house, go outside, go do things, get away from like being, cause I'll do the same thing where like it's Friday and may, and then Saturday ends up feeling like another work day because you just come and that's your routine, right? You, you do your thing. Maybe I wake up, I go work out a little bit. And then my, my step after that is to come back and get ready to sit in front of my desk. And so if I don't change that pattern on Saturday or Sunday, I'll sometimes find myself it's like Saturday afternoon and I have like spent the whole day in front of my work. Right. So I, I, I kind of have been forcing myself to do a little bit of that, um, recently, but it doesn't always work. You know, it doesn't always work yeah. effectively. Uh, J Joe, what do you, how do you treat your weekends? Are your weekends like, like set, you know, your weekends are off. Do you work sometimes? Do you, I mean, are they mostly work? Like this seems like who, who was the last one we were just looking at that said, uh, let's see finding a day off now again, some weekends, right? It's like, do you yeah. take a day off occasionally on the weekends or are you more frequently than not taking time to a way to reset each week? It is totally flexible. Some weekends I don't touch the computer. Mm -hmm. Some weekends I feel I'm working the full time or maybe even more than full time. I find the work on the weekends very relaxing. Mm. There is no messages. I like the self-guided 
mindset you talk about where you're working on what exactly you want, no directives from other people. Uh, and yeah, sometimes, usually I'll sit on the couch mm. and work on the weekends, right? So I'm not sitting in the office. This is not a formal work day. This is, I'm hanging out with my wife. Maybe the TV's on in the background. We got some music playing and I'm working on something. And I really, really enjoy this. Mm. It's a really good feeling. Yeah. And if I find that I work on Saturday and Sunday, I'm probably taking Monday off. That was the other question the I was going to ask. the first half yeah. of the day. Yeah. Right. So I will not work seven days a week and then just repeat that. Great. That, that was is going to follow very up. unhealthy yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh-uh-uh. And I, I do that sometimes just during the work, you know, the, the, the work days. Hey, this Friday, you know, I'm not really feeling the second half of Friday. So I'm going to take some day, some time off right now. And I'm going to make that up uh, Saturday morning. And that's exactly what I wanted to do for the week. Yeah. So very flexible. Yeah. And I find that as well. I find that usually if I uh, put a hard weekend in, I'm probably going to take some day off during the week. It's not always a Monday because sometimes Monday the week's ramping up. We got the stream on Tuesday. So like Monday morning is my kind of like make sure the week's set up. And actually Sunday, sometimes Sunday night, I'm really making sure like things are set up for the week. That will usually be like that's part of my routine. Usually on some Sunday, I spend at least some amount of time making sure like the ducks are in some kind of row for the week. Um, we also have now recently a checkpoint on two on Mondays, Monday morning with the community team. And so, like, I got to make sure I'm ready for them, you know, so, like, I can't show up to that meeting not knowing. And so, like, usually, I don't know, like, I'll take a I'll peel off for an afternoon or I'll leave after a stream and won't work after the stream or something like that. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's go. There was a, I wanted to go back to Nick Bedford's comment. If you think they are speaking a different language, imagine how they feel about what we do. <laughs> so this was going back to when I was talking about um, people talking about their work you know, their corporate worlds or having specific vacation policies or, mm -hmm. you know, being late to work, whatever the fuck that means, you know, like, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I say that tongue in cheek though. It literally, as I say that, I feel shame to be able to say that a little bit. Like I get worried. I, I not worried. And this is a total aside. This has nothing to do with taking time off work, but I do get a little, uh, worried sometimes because like, I don't want to be dismissive of the folks that don't have the flexibility that I have. You know, like I get that we're in an industry that allows this, um, but not everybody's lucky enough to have that. And so I, I guess sometimes I, I don't know, I feel conflicted inside. Like I say those things tongue in cheek, but it's a serious thing that lots of people have to deal with. You know, these constraints of work, this, you know, restrictions on when they can and cannot take time off. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, this, is a, this is a minefield of things for people who have other people dictate what their time is worth, which is why I think it's so valuable for most of the people in this audience and for ourselves who are finding paths out of that, you know, outside of that type of structure. You know, the, a lot of that structure comes from being physically present in work. So if you need to be physically present in your job, mm. that's when these things take place, being late for work, right? If everybody gets to the office at nine o'clock and you get there at 10, you're late because everybody got there at nine and you got there past when everybody else got there. But when you're digital and you start to work asynchronously, late for work doesn't exist. There's no such thing. So that's why I really value the remote life, the digital work, and that it plays so well into this taking time off and being flexible with when and when you do not work. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. One, 100 there. Um, 
All right, let's uh, let's get let's get into setting up these processes. Yeah, let's do it. So it, it's all about setting up a process for when you are taking time off. This could be for two days. This could be for a week. This could be for a month. It doesn't matter the time. You just need to have something in place to to be able to take that time off and not have the business fall apart. If you are afraid to take a week off because the business is going to fall apart without you for one week, that means you need to update your process. You need to make a change. And the biggest one is when you personally are needed for every decision. Mm. If I was needed for every decision that happened at FinSuite, I would never be able to take time off. If everybody had to ask me for a confirmation to move forward, everybody would say, well, what do we do? Joe's not here. How do we, how do, we do this? This doesn't make sense. I, I don't have the, the acceptance. But that's not how we're, we're structured. We have a lot of decision makers. Most people can be their own decision makers. We don't have a, a very vertical management setup. Maybe somebody has a manager, but still people are very flexible. So if I wanted to take the day off, Rymar is there for people. We have Jay there for people. We have Alex there for people. We have all these people who can make decisions if, if somebody's not sure what to do. Uh, so the first thing is making sure that you are not needed for every single decision, that there is somebody on your team that can take that decision. And if you're a freelancer, don't worry. If you're a single solo person, we'll get to that. Uh, next, if you do a daily task that requires your manual time, you can't take time off, right? If you have, let's say every single day, your company promises a daily newsletter and you are, you have to go and manually press that newsletter every single day, you can't take time off. So you either need to delegate this work, you need to automate this work, or completely stop doing this work. Also, deliverables. The last part of this is the deliverables. If you make short deliverables for yourself, you can't take time off. Whether that's taking tomorrow off or next week off, if you have all of these deliverables lined up, you will have a hard time taking off. For me, I don't agree to any deliverable within 24 hours, mm. never. I am never saying, hey, I get this information now and tomorrow officially you will get this. Almost never happens because I always want the flexibility to take tomorrow off if I choose to do that tomorrow. So don't set those strong deliverables. And if you're always setting these deliverables with your clients, they're going to expect that. Yeah. Well, that's if the other you're talking to. <clears throat> yeah. No, I was going to say that's the other thing, too, is giving yourself that wiggle room on purpose just in case. You know, it's not even if you want to take the day off tomorrow, it's just so that you don't get people in the habit of thinking that you're going to turn things around for them in whatever time frame. Yeah, totally. That's why sometimes I, yeah, I, even if I know that I'm going to finish it today, I'm not going to say I'm finishing it today. I'm finishing it in two days and, and I'll, I'll send it to you in two days because when you create that expectation, even for your clients, for internal people will expect that you are turning that around immediately. I would hold on to stuff for a, a week sometimes, maybe more. 
Like I just wouldn't deliver. And I know people that they're like, oh, I just going to, I want to turn it around. And they, they think that's exciting. They think that they, like they're, they're doing like, I work so fast. The client did. I'm like, no, you, you diminish all the value. Like it's going to be very, it's going to be very hard for you to charge a meaningful chunk of money. If you turn something around like that so quickly, even if it's easy for you, right? That doesn't mean it's easy. That doesn't mean the skills to make it easy were easy to get. You know, and so like just because you can do it, what's that phrase? Just because I do something in 30 minutes doesn't mean, you know, like uh, it's because I took 10 years to learn how to do it in 30 minutes. You owe me for the years, not the minutes. Right. And so um, there were times where I, I would literally hold off on delivering something for a week just to build that, just to let the customer know, hey, you know, like this is not, and it, uh, obviously it's not time imperative. This wasn't something where the client was like, hey, we need this you know, acts. It's like, no, we set the expectation. Okay. We can get that done in a couple weeks. And I decided to get it done fast. Right. And so I'm like, okay, no, the deliverables in a week, I'll let it rest. And for a couple reasons, letting it rest also lets me come back to it in a week and see if I did the best thing to it right before I send it off, I get another chance to look. And like, oftentimes there was like a little improvement or a little something or a little polish or one thing that I could find in that week of rest that let me just deliver a way better product. Right. Anytime you can let something sit like that, a creative process, a blog, a video edit, whatever it is, you know, that moment of rest lets you come back and be like, damn, we could just this little bit of work makes it 20 percent better or something like that. And, you know, you get those opportunities. You don't get that if you just fire it off. A lot of times early on, I would do the opposite of that. I'd send it off as fast as I could. And then the next day I'd go back and look and I'd see a simple little mistake or a a stupid little typo or some little thing that could have been fixed had I not been in a hurry to just show how efficient I was when nobody cared how efficient I was. What what mattered was that I got the thing that I told them I was going to get done at a level I was okay with in that time frame. And again, stepping away from taking time off, that just goes to like expectations and just general delivery, but it can help you improve your process too. Like what you're saying here to, you know, set up these right processes to take time off can help in other places for your business. Absolutely. I'll sum up those, those issues that we just talked about, and then we'll go into, well, how do we, how do we account for this? How do we make sure that this doesn't happen? Yeah. And the, 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 comment, that we, the comments are hot right yeah. now too. FYI, okay. So great. we got a bunch of good we'll comments. We'll get into here. those. Yep. Uh, so the three things, number one, you're needed for every decision. Mm. Number two, you are required to do a task every day or every week or every month or whatever this required task is. And then number three is creating deliverables that don't allow you to Mm. take time off. So we don't want to do any of those three things. And the first thing that we can do to avoid this is to plan ahead. What we don't want to do is break down and say, I need a vacation immediately. I have to stop working right now. I just can't get in front of the computer and I need to go and disappear. We don't want this. This is a really unhealthy thing to do, working to exhaustion and then needing that time off. You need to plan this time off. I'm going to take a vacation next month for one week. Now you have one month to make sure those things don't happen. Mm-hmm. The needed for every decision, the required daily task, and the, the, the deliverables, the 24-hour turnarounds. So that advanced planning, it's so, so important. And we're going to talk about how you communicate this to your team, how you communicate this to your client, but the planning is needed. 
I think at least one month heads up for yourself and for everybody around you is needed for that vacation. Raimar, what do you think about that? A one month advance? Yeah, I think if you're going to do anything, like if you're taking a week or any kind of significant amount of time off, you have to have that kind of planning. If you have any other people that are dependent on your efforts, you know, yeah. if you have like, especially if you're, if you have t- typical checkpoints that are shorter than the time frame you're leaving, right? If you typically check in every two weeks and you're going to be gone for a week and that doesn't overlap with those meetings. Okay. Probably not a big deal. You can take time off without any regular, you know, check in at that point. But if you're checking in with people daily, if you have progress, you know, that, that is, you know, being monitored between teams or different people or different, you know, then, yeah, I think as much planning as you, you can get. Um, and that doesn't mean again, that you can't take a day off here and there. Right. I think, you know, I think still having the flexibility to do that, even leading into a tight priority or a tight deadline or something like that. And we're going to talk a little bit about the differences between being able to take time off as a freelancer versus working at an agency here in a little bit towards the end of this. Um, but I think without a doubt, you know, the more planning and the more heads up you can give people, it's, it's going to be, it's going to make you just easier all around. This planning is going to really help you identify what needs to happen so that you can take the time off. Mm. Do I need to delegate this work? Even You can even delegate the work back to your client. Maybe you're doing something for your client and you can delegate that work back to them. You can delegate to your team. If you have a team of any size, somebody can help you do that task that you were doing. You can also automate processes. So maybe you are manually pressing send on that newsletter You take a few hours to automate that process, and now you don't have to worry about it. And I think the biggest one is drop processes altogether. Sometimes we do things as part of our work schedule that are just not necessary. And we can actually look at that and say, you know what? This doesn't need to be done. Or I can take a week off from doing this, or I could take a month off from doing this, right? Maybe you have a, let's say a newsletter. It's an easy example. I'm going to take a month off from the newsletter. No big deal. I don't have to do it. It's not yeah. necessary to do it every week. We will face this. This is something as, as, as uh, you were looking through this, if you do a daily task that requires your manual work, we do this stream. It's not daily. It's weekly. You know, so if we take like we're going to, you know, San Francisco next week. So we're not streaming on Tuesday because we can't, you know. And so there are things there are just things that you can't do. You know, like, sure, could we record an episode and publish something? All right, but then it's on a live stream. And, you know, I don't know if this format works as not riffing with the audience or not kind of riffing back and forth. Like, it feels like the format we've developed here really works with a live audience rather than it would have to be a little different if we were recording this to kind of publish just as a recorded video. Um, So I don't know. (laughs) Those are things that we, in our personal flow, have to figure out how to do more effectively. And um, even we learned this when I was traveling uh, end of last year was trying to keep up the stream and traveling with this big Pelican case and dragging this thing along and making sure you got the right gear and you can do all this stuff. And so it was hard. And in that moment, I felt like trapped a little bit, to be honest. Um, even now sometimes, cause I don't want to leave. I don't want to not do these streams. Like I enjoy doing them. I think like, you know, it's a lot of fun, but at some point we're going to need to take, you know, time off away from these. And so that's, that's going to be something that we got to figure out, you know? So just again, in the spirit of full disclosure and pure honesty, like we don't have it all figured out. Yeah. And we can delegate that, right? So Rymar does all of the production right here live on the stream, but it's not always going to be like that. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine him doing this three years in the future. We'll have a team of people remote offsite that lets us stream and do this from anywhere. So 
right now we don't have, let's say we don't have the luxury of taking a month off because we can't take a month off from, from the stream, but I think we could take a week off. Mm -hmm. I think no problem. It, I think our, our audience would be very okay with that. Sure. As long as we gave them the heads up. Yeah. As long as we said, Hey, in two weeks, we're not going to be here. Well, and it happens all the time. I think it happened over the holidays. Um, you know, things like this happen. And, and this isn't new to just us. And the stream is just one small thing of it, right? Like, honestly, the stream is the least of it. If Joe and I decided to take a month off, um, it, it, you know, but there's lots of other things that would need to come into play. And I guess that's um, that stuff we all got to figure out, too. You know, we don't have uh, some big mothership with lots of other folks, you know, supporting, you know, d doing the things that would let us take time off. So a lot of times, you know, like we're still on the ground floor and, and that's that's the balance here, I think, is figuring out, you know, like how do you build more? How do you still take some time off? How do you find that balance? But also like create a an environment that helps other people do that same thing, too. Mm -hmm. Totally. Should we get in the comments here? Yeah, we should. They're, they're coming through hard. This is the first one, though. Josh Lowe says smash that like, y'all. Let's go. 70 watching nice. right now. 41 likes. Let's see if can we get to 100 likes today? Maybe not. Let's see if we can get to 100 viewers at least. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, let's see what we got. Let's go towards the, the top and see if we missed anything. Oh, there was one. Habit. I wanted to talk about this. Hobbies feeling like work. Where's Emily's comment? Is it wrong if almost all of your hobbies are work-related outside of cooking and working out? Others try to tell me I need other hobbies, but I like what I do. Um, and then Grace goes, Emily, you're, only, you're the only one that needs to enjoy your hobbies. So her hobbies are running and biking. When I first started in this space, my hobby was learning Webflow. I, that, it sounds weird. It just, you know, whatever. I, but it doesn't I got, sound weird. I got obsessed with it. And like people would just, you know, like I would give up afternoons, evenings, whatever. Like I was just in it. And, and you know, you get the call. Hey, you want to cut? Nope, I'm, I'm busy. You know, like I'm not busy. I'm fucking over here learning Webflow. <laughs> like what? You know, like you're turning down dinner invites or some social, like some party or whatever. Because you want to like... And then it'd be like midnight, be like, oh shit, I should probably, nope. And I'm still learning, you know? And so I don't know, Emily, I don't know that this is a bad thing. Um, this, is, this is how I think some people become exceptional in what they do, is that they fall in love with it and it's no longer work now, you know? So what you're talking about is like the ideal dream to potentially monetize that hobby and turn your passion or this thing that you like doing into the thing that just sets you completely free. So I think this is the, the real upside of this whole industry that we're experiencing right now is that you can somehow take these creative passions, turn your hobby, your art, your writing, your video gaming, your whatever creative output and take those hobbies and turn them into money in a digital world. Like what other time has that ever been possible? Which then allowed you to take time off because now you're in control. Now you don't have a boss that has to you know, validate your time off request or whatever. And so I think that's the grand scheme. That's the exciting thing that we're all doing here, Emily, is the idea that maybe these hobbies or things that we really enjoy doing could become our work. And we're at the first time ever in like just human history where that's possible. Hobbies have typically been things you do outside of work, you know, and now we're seeing where hobbies are potentially becoming significant revenue streams for people. So, no, yeah. I say pursue those hobbies and figure out a way to like chase them until. Yeah. And people won't understand this, by the way. People will not understand the amount of love passion and work you're going to put into this stuff to get to wherever you're going right to Emily and to whoever else is on this journey people will not understand they'll think you're crazy they'll think you're obsessed they'll think you don't like have balance or whatever they'll, they'll you'll hear all sorts of shit 
just know like it's sometimes that's what it takes is getting lost. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And even if there is no intention for taking it to the next level, it's a hobby. It like Grace says, it's up to you. Mm. It, there's no rules about what's a hobby and what's not a hobby and how you can spend your time. So I completely agree with this. I, I say go for it, Emily. Yeah. Grace says, I just booked a month off this fall. And that's nice. great to know that, you know, in fall, I'm taking a month off. So look, yeah. we're coming into spring or summer, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And she's already in fall. And I think I heard her mention something about this even on Twitter like weeks ago. So this is, again, a very good planning. Uh, hopefully that's not in November. Better see all y'all in, uh, in November in San Francisco. <laughs> even though, not going to lie, looking at those hotel rates, Webflow, well, y'all need to reconsider hosting No Code Conf in San Francisco. That is going to mm -hmm. be incredibly big hurdle for people in this yeah. community to attend is having to book hotels in that place and feel safe. Just having yeah. looked at hotels and spent a lot of time doing that, you know, so a side over <laughs> cat creative taking off two weeks starting this Friday. And I'm so stoked. I might feel that loss of sales over the month when I get back, but also I need that break more than I need the sales. Joe thoughts on that. Great. When you were starting out early, the fear of losing sales, um, you know, that, thought that something might fall through the cracks or something like that? You know, I was really able to take time off and just quickly check messages and give a quick response. And it still feels like taking time off. Mm. You know, taking time off doesn't mean that you have to separate 100%. Now, I'm not saying that you should work most of your time off because then it's not time off. Mm. But if I'm taking time off, I don't mind spending 10 minutes, five minutes in my email and just responding back. Hey, I'm, I'm away until this date. I'd love to, to respond back. Definitely interested in working with you. I'll talk to you on this date or I'll, I'll, I'll send you an email on this date. That's what I would do. So most people would get that message and say, okay, I'll wait a week. That's, that's not a problem. I, I want to talk to this person. So I never felt that because I just put that few minutes in to respond, tell that person I'm not disappear. I haven't disappeared and I'll get back to them when I get back to them. Mm. So I never had that feeling. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm a junior. Oh. Let's, I, 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 was, yeah. I was wondering if I wanted to say anything on that or just jump off. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I agree with Joe. I think you should you know, set up your autoresponder, you know, I do the same thing. It's hard when, when you going back to the Emily, you know, hobbies and passion thing, it's hard when you are that passionate about something to take full time away and have your mind not still be operating in that space at a certain level. Um, thinking about, and, and sometimes the, the, the time away allows you to free that up in a real creative way rather than in the day-to-day -day churn of the business. Um, so I don't know, thinking about how to use that time off and, um, maybe you'll miss some of these sales, but maybe you'll find a way to, to generate more sales, you know, by actually kind of unplugging on some of that. So like Joe said, making sure maybe the best of both worlds, making sure you don't miss those opportunities, but also finding a way to separate it so that you can like, you know, I know a lot of times I get the best ideas about work when I'm not thinking about work. 
which is like wild, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, sure. and then it'll interrupt that total moment. Cause like I'll be at a party or I'll be somewhere or I'll be hanging out with friends or I'll be in a social setting and I'll get an idea about something that's work related. And I'm like worthless now in that setting. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, I got to go get it down. I got to go write it out. I got to like get it out of my head and then I can go back into that setting. And so I think that's just a, you know, as a, as a creator, you know, as somebody who is looking to build things in the world, not necessarily as a creative, um, that's just something you're stuck with. I don't think we get away from that. I, uh, and to, to further on my comment, I never really like taking 100% off. I want to at least open up Slack or email for at least a few minutes, see what's going on. And the reason is it is a hobby for me. When I work, this is part of my hobby. I really enjoy what I do and it's energizing. Yeah. Right. So if I wake up and there's, I'm looking around and there's nothing to do, that's great. But maybe I want to like start just working my brain and moving a little bit. And it's that to me feels really good. Yeah. It's not an eight hour work day. It's just a five minute coffee break and it, it gets me going for the rest of the day without work. Yeah. So it, it, you have to find that for you, right? That's so important. Some I worry, people may disagree with this. Yeah. I, and I don't fully disagree with it, but I worry about, you know, you jump in for a second and you see something and then next thing you're sucked in. And then you're like, oh, I just got to get this one thing done. And next thing you know, it's like three hours later and, you know, and then there you are. Yeah, but um, that's, a ch that's, that's a decision to do that, you know. If I'm checking quickly, I'm, I'm giving quick answers and saying I'm not around today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I'm not, I'm not going to engage in the conversation and like start a, a work session. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to say, hey, this is cool. Um, I won't be around today. I'll... I'll message you next week or I'll message you tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as it's not a fire. Um, and that's the thing, I, I guess that goes back to the processes where you should have some process for elevation. You know, if, if you are on vacation and things do need to get to you, you shouldn't be, you know, so off the grid that, you know, like you can't be reached. Um, but I, sometimes I agree with you, Joe. Sometimes I, I want to, you know, like I'll, I'll do a check-in or whatever, but a lot of times, like, especially, you know, once in a while on the weekends or, I don't know if I just unplug, I'm not looking at my Slack, you know, cause I get worried about that. I don't trust myself enough to not see a message from somebody and be like, ah, oh, cause then I'll start feeling guilty about them waiting on something that I know is maybe like a quick thing that I could handle. And then I'm like, okay, well let me just, you know, and then next, you know, I'm stuck for an hour, you know, cause I'm whatever. So, um, yeah, again, just going back to like, we're, you know, we're, we're dealing with all this shit too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I work weekends because my partner does. Yeah, weekend work doesn't even feel like work, right? I agree with that, Josh, yeah. Especially for those with kids, time off is when some of the best memories are created. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's the beauty of this uh, business is being able to do some of that stuff. Zach's following up here. We switched our agency to four-day work week a year ago. It has been productive and very well-received. Morale and mental health has had a big boost, yeah. You know what I love to do on the weekends? I love, even if I'm not going to work on the weekend or that Saturday or Sunday, I'll love to put an hour in the morning. Be done at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock in the morning, and I have this feeling of, wow, I've been productive today, and it's 8 a.m., and I'm about to go and do something random and non-work related, but yet... I'm already feeling super productive. To me, this is a highly energetic, energetic feeling. Uh, and it, it, it could actually kickstart a really awesome weekend. Instead of sitting and doing nothing, I've been productive. 
let's go and do something. Let's keep having fun here. Let's let's go out to this store or let's go on this trip. Uh, so yeah, I think it's different for everybody. I'm not encouraging people to work on the weekend. Yeah, uh, but that's it, it gives me energy to do something else. Well, and this is uh, the flow agency here saying from the BBC two days ago, thousands of UK workers are starting a four day work uh, week trial from Monday. About 70 companies are taking part in what is thought to be the world's biggest pilots. Oh, scheme. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of people are experimenting with this. If you've read uh, Tim Ferriss, four hour work week, um, you know, like there's been ideas and thoughts about optimizing your work day and the, the other thing too is to make sure that like I think a lot of times at least I know for myself what I label work versus like creative or digital activities <laughs> you know like I don't know what's the differentiation you know am I on work when I'm on Twitter sometimes yeah right am I always at work when I'm on Twitter No, but it interacts with work almost regularly. Same thing with like, I'm on YouTube and I'm exploring stuff and maybe I stumble into some new Webflow creators content and I sit and I watch that video. Am I working? I don't know. You know, like maybe a little, like I watched uh, the video from Joel Whitaker, the middle link uh, components.io video he did. That's like, I'm not a technical guy. I'm not a, like, I don't, but I want to know what's going on in the industry, right? Like I don't ever want to get to a place where, you know, like I, I just take it for granted that I knew Webflow once. Right. Like this is you can't constantly be learning. And I don't know if that's called work. I don't know if that like, you know, does doing that on a weekend constitute work or thinking about some of this stuff? I, I don't know. That's where I think like we have a hard time. And that's what the people talk about. Finding that balance is what is that? Because I don't Balanced. think we're, we're we're in a place where the, the lines between just creating and living and interacting digitally are being very blurred from what people call work. And I don't, I think we're one of the, we're the, some of the lucky few that get to do this or, or aspire to do this, um, in a world that maybe 10 years from now will be majority this, you know, as things shift. So who knows what that means for, for all of that. The balance is so key. You know, when we're talking about time off, this doesn't mean taking a vacation to some, some area, right? We're not just talking about like, yeah, taking a vacation. I get the feeling of time off from work every single day. Mm. Every single day, I have at least one feeling of time off from work. And this to me feels very flexible, that I can truly choose time on work and time off work, and even a hybrid model where where I'm actually working, but I don't feel like I'm working. Mm. So don't think of this time off as just taking these big vacations. It can be a daily thing for you, time off from work. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, one more thing on that. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh oh. Just one more. Th- oh, there he is. You're back. Oh, one more, one more thing on that. You know, imagine if you work out every day, mm. right? You're, you're exercising every single day and you're out and you just take a week off from working out. People don't look down on that and see that as positive or negative. That that could be dangerous to your schedule. It could be dangerous to how you you like to operate. So what? if you enjoy working out, if you enjoy working, that doesn't mean that you have to just take vacations because you've been working a lot. You could take the day off and that can recharge you. You could take the week off and that can recharge you. But yeah, I, I hate when people think of 
hey, I'm working and this is a negative thing. And I have to now change that by by not working. Yeah, I um, I couldn't help but smile as you say that because again, recently, if you've been following my journey, like fitness has been a big priority uh, the last, you know, four, four-ish months for me. Um, and now I do, I feel a little good, just like work, like I feel a little guilty when I don't, you know, do the thing. Um, you know, like uh, if I don't go for my walk slash runs in the morning, like I feel like, oh, did I cheat myself of something, you know? Um, and I felt the oh. same way even when I like... Um, uh, like, like when we were doing the pizza stuff, uh, last week, <clears throat> you know, I had pizza two days in a row and I felt terrible the next day. Cause I was like, Oh shit, you haven't eaten this much crap in this like time frame." And so it's funny how your priorities change because that had never been a concern for me that my entire life. Like, I can't tell you the number of times I've eaten pizza multiple days in a row or ordered a pizza and then ate the other half of it the next day or, and didn't give a shit about it. And maybe ordered, you know, some other carby thing, the next meal or whatever it is. Um, so it's funny how your priorities change as you start falling in love with something, as you start appreciating that thing. And I think that again, going back to falling in love with the art or, or the, the process here, uh, what we've been talking about in some of these recent episodes and falling in love with the hobby or the, the creative output that you're generating. Um, and more specifically for us, especially in the, in a space where community is important, the impact on other people, right? The ability to interact and touch other people and, and to maybe help somebody, right. To, to release a clonable and have 50 people clone it or 10 people clone it even, and know that somebody's using something you built. There's something that comes from that, that, you know, becomes addictive. That becomes like, uh, you know, like you feel fulfilled going back to our episode Tuesday where you're like, I feel like I helped somebody, you know, for whatever it's worth, whether they're learning from the clonable, whether they want to change it and make it their own, whatever it is, for someone to clone this, they have intention for it, whether they just like it, whether they want to see how I built it, whether they want to use it in a project and something about knowing that that's happening. And the cool thing is once that stacks up, like um, I, I used to have this feeling on my personal blog and I used to track how many people right this minute are somewhere reading a thought of mine, you know, and I would break down how much monthly traffic I would get. And it wasn't like a, you know, Google analytics, like here's exactly how many people. It was just this idea that knowing over the course of this month, X number of people uh, are going to watch my uh, watch my video or whatever. It, it happens right now with this YouTube channel. When we talk about the watch time, you know, there's like hundreds of days worth of people watching our videos every month. There's not a hundred days in a month, but there's hundreds of days of people watching videos. And so when you think about that, that becomes like intoxicating that you're like impacting people's lives, that you're helping other people, that you're creating something that's useful to other people. And so sometimes it's hard to walk away from that. Sometimes it's hard to leave that alone, even if you want to, even if you want to unplug. Yeah. I love that. It could, it, it's not necessarily a negative thing. Yeah. And Hannah says, sometimes we love our work so much that we forget to get off the computer when it's time to rest. I even get out of bed when I figure out how to implement something. I'm sure some of you can relate. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have, um, I keep a journal close by to bed because I, a lot of times, like right before I fall asleep, I'll have like some idea and I, I'll never be able to fall asleep until I just, it's got to come out. Otherwise I'll just sit there and toss and turn until it, until it Ooh. does. And so, yeah, and I get this because sometimes I'll have to get up and sometimes the note doesn't work, right? Sometimes I can just capture the idea and I know tomorrow that that idea will hit me and, and the concept will carry through. But sometimes I know that like it's something else and that has led to many, many all nighters to be honest. <laughs> Tony's got, Let's bring a, yep, go, go ahead. You, uh, got one, you got one specific. Uh, Tony says, Raul, I'm in a similar situation. I work when I can get away with, get 
when I can get away with it. I've become very protective of my time and definitely fall in the camp of misunderstood. Mm. But, but you get me, so I've got that. Yeah, well, you lie. Absolutely. Me, yeah. Totally, Tony. I'd love to bring up a comment from Lucas. Yeah. Joe Rymar, do you have any plans on having a four-day work week at FinSuite in the near future? And how do you feel about that? We have a work-when-you-want-to-work work week at FinSuite. Everything that I'm talking about here with taking time off and being flexible with your schedule and working or not working on any specific day applies to every single person on the FinSuite team. So if you want to set up a four-week work, work schedule, go for it. That's up to you. You want to have a six-day work schedule? Totally fine. You want to do no work on Monday and Tuesday and do nights and weekends? Don't care. The flexibility to be able to do what you want to do, I think, leads to a tremendous amount of team happiness, personal happiness. So we, we really try to give or we do give people the flexibility to work when they want to work. So we already have the four day work week if that is what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I think that's uh, something that will come. I was talking about this with somebody this morning. Um, the fully asynchronous workspace is is just something totally different. It's something I've had to get used to, but there's no expectation of an immediate response anywhere inside of the FinSuite Slack or communication stuff. There will be times where Joe and I will be in a conversation and then the next message comes and it may be a couple hours or it may be the next day. And it happens with everyone on the team. And it's not like we're in the middle of some serious conversation and you just peel out without like saying, hey, I'm jumping into a meeting or whatever, right? It's typically just ideas are coming back and forth and you're just documenting stuff and it's okay if the response doesn't come now or you know six hours from now or whatever it is, as long as we're not walking, working on a project that's due tomorrow. You know, and so this has been something that I've had to get used to and is a total shift change from what most corporate environments give you, where they expect that if I send you a message, you know, you need to see and respond within X amount of time or whatever that is. So it just changes the whole way you work because now you can prioritize your stuff. You're not lost. Like if I see little notifications in Slack, whatever, sometimes I'll mark things as unread just to leave them in there knowing I got to come back to this, you know, but it's not like it's not like this is dictating my work. I see what I need, I'm doing what I need, and then I go back and I address those things in real time and kind of everyone's doing that. And it takes a little bit of work because you gotta make sure you document things and it doesn't always work seamlessly, right? It's not one of those things that's always perfect. Um, but I do think this is closer to where work is headed rather than what we're seeing currently as that fully synchronous environment that you know you all have to be in the same room at the same time. So I think it'd be you know, well off to investing in learning some of these, even if you don't adopt it fully. People want to be in charge of their own time, right? I, I don't think there's anybody that will say, I don't want to be in control of my time, mm -hmm. right? Being in control of your time is one of the greatest things for your day, for your daily health. Um, and that means you start work when you want to start work, you end work when you want to end work, and you don't work when you don't want to work. The only requirement is that your overall deliverables are complete. Earlier, I said, I don't do anything in 24 hours. I'm not going to set any kind of hard deliverables for myself so that I have the flexibility. And anybody on the team can practice this. Anybody can do this. That if you say, hey, I'm going to finish this tomorrow, 
Now you have a responsibility to finish it tomorrow. But if you say, oh, I'll have it end of the week or I'll have it sometime next week, you've now given yourself this flexibility to have the four-day work week if you want. So this, this in charge of your own time, I think it, it doesn't require you to take time off as much, mm. right? Because if, you're, if you have to work every day from nine to seven, every day, 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 you get to the point where you say, I need time off. But if you're able to manage your time on a daily basis, you're not going to need time off. I mean, it's, it's great to take a vacation and it's great to go somewhere else, but I never have this feeling of, oh my God, I need to take a vacation Yeah, because every day I'm managing my own time. Well, and I think that the other thing, Joe, and this is something I, I think I've done recently a lot of too, is that taking small little things here and there and resetting regularly. So taking that long weekend, you know, taking a little trip and taking a midweeks break, you know, like it goes back to what you're saying where like my life feels like a vacation a lot, you know, like the flexibility that I have to, even if I go somewhere else in the world to be able to work there and operate and income still is, you know, I know it's coming in and I don't have to stress X, Y, or Z. It's hard. That's, that's where I, I don't know, like that it's fair to call a lot of what we do for a living work in the context of how we understand what work is in this world anymore. You know, because I don't think it's fair sometimes to call what I do work when I see what other people do. I'm like, that looks a lot more like work than what I do. <laughs> you know, like I work with my mouth and I work with my fingers and I work with my brain, you know, and honestly, within a few years, if Elon has his way, maybe I just need the brain, <laughs> you know, and maybe <laughs> if technology has its way in another few, like maybe we don't even need the brain. Right. So I, but other people need their labor. They need their physical bodies. They need to be in a space. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's funny. Like maybe we need to have a show about redefining what work actually is rather than because I think a lot of the conversation today is revolved a lot about like more about balance than taking time off. Right. It's like, sure, you can take time off. But like how many people are really taking months and long? I guess if you want to go travel or you want to take like an extended sabbatical or something, but I don't know, more than a week or two at a time, unless you're going to do some big traveling. Seems like you could yeah. satisfy that with, you know, a lot of the in and out trip here, a week there. Um, but it would be good to be able to take off. I mean, that's a long-term goal. Um, I think for, for both of us, I'd love to be able to say, Hey, I'm taking a three months off and, you know, go do this traveling thing and not stress about carrying gear and doing live streams and doing whatever. Um, but I don't know no. what the time frame is for that goal. You know, maybe we'll fulfilled when we set that promise and achieve that as a thing. So I don't know, Joe, um, any, any closing thoughts here, uh, or, or last thoughts that we can go through some of the rest of the comments here too, um, as we wind down. Yeah, I, it's always been a goal of mine to not be needed at FinSuite. This has been a goal since day one, because I very quickly realized that in the service business, if you're always needed, you'll never be able to, to do what you want, to take time off, to take a, an extended vacation. So always from the beginning, I've been thinking, how can I impact this company but not need to be here? And I honestly think that I would be able to take a month off if I had about a month of planning, mm. right? If I, if I spent the whole month identifying, hey, I'm needed for this, I'm needed for this, I'm needed for this, I think I could delegate all of those tasks throughout the team for me to take that month off. 
Let's be real, Joe. You're not taking comes... a month off. <laughs> I don't Joe want to. Know how no, to I don't want to. <laughs> no, I, I'll rephrase that. Maybe in a few I do years, know how to I could take see a month that. off. Yeah, I just yeah, I, I just, know I how to see you doing it. I don't want to. Yeah. It it honestly it doesn't even sound appealing to me. Yeah. I enjoy what I do too much. I can't imagine myself having a better time somewhere else not doing it. Yeah. It like it just doesn't register with me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, how do you how do you if you have a team, how can you build a team around you that can really support you if you were to take a month off, right? I'm still, I, I operate with the idea that I could, I, I'm in a position where I could, but that doesn't mean I'm going to. Mm. I always want myself to be able to step away from FinSuite. I think that's a strong company, right? If, if everything breaks after a week, you don't have a company. You just have yourself working. You're, you're a freelancer, you're an individual. So that's how I think of it. Yeah. I'd love to bring up a comment from Raul. Yep. Love that flexibility. Raul says, love that flexibility, but curious. Are there ever times where you want to get something done, but can't due to someone that may not be working? I guess easy answer is you have pre-planned meeting times. Well, Raul, first, we don't really have many meetings. There are some little micro meetings for smaller teams, maybe like a, a weekly stand-up meeting, but these are not required. Uh, there's very often somebody just sends a message, hey, can't come to the meeting. I'm doing this, this, and this during the week. That's it. And no, it's not that we can't get things done because we never have the 24-hour turnaround, the 48-hour turnaround. I will never expect somebody on the FinSuite team to receive a message and deliver the next day, right? Maybe it happens. Maybe that person's working and delivering the next day is no problem, but I will never make that a requirement. Hey, I'm giving you this task. I need it done by tomorrow. End of story. Never, never, never. So that goes back to the beginning of the episode when we talked about not being required for tasks and not setting these really short deadlines. We just don't set these ultra short and time sensitive deadlines, right? And Everything is, hey, have this done by the end of the week or yeah. next week. And let's clarify a little bit that this is like the 80, 90% standard. Every once in a while when there's a big launch and it's all hands on deck, that's a different story. You know, I think like when we know there's a big something coming up, for instance, like when we were doing the global open house, right? And But even then it's not the whole team. There's just a, a, a group of the team. We're meeting more regularly. We're talking daily. Obviously, nobody's taking vacation or time off in that moment as we're planning for these big events. And in that context, then we're having regular touch points. And maybe in that context or in that setting, you might get, hey, we need this done tomorrow. Can we figure this out? Right. And yeah. so but that's another situation where all hands are on deck and we know exactly what we're doing in that moment. And the goal is to get this thing up and out and be so we're all just aware that our deadline's coming up here. And in those moments, we get a little more synchronous. So th those moments bring us from that fully asynchronous and address what you're saying here, Rahul, where when we're all dedicated. But typically, like Joe said, it's smaller teams doing this. And so maybe, you know, it's not a big event like the Global Open House. Maybe it's just a client website that's being launched. And you might have a, a team of one person or two people or three people design, develop, uh, custom code, whatever is, you know, being done inside of there that need to sync. And they just figure that out on the terms that work for them. And those types of things, let's use global open house. 
has a lot of advance notice, mm-hmm. right? It's not like we just say, hey, Global Open House is happening next week, and this is the first time you're hearing about it. The people that were working on Global Open House were working on that for months, and it the work ramped up. So you know in plenty of time advance that you can't take those days off because Global Open House is happening on those days. So that comes with the advance notice, the proper planning. These are the right processes so that people know I can take time off, but not when I have an agreed upon deliverable, right? If you're on the global open house team, you are making a promise that you're going to help launch the global open house. It's a deliverable that you have agreed to in the past. So vacations off the table on that. You could take the day off, but you can't take the month off of global open house. Right. Yeah. Same with a client project, same concept. If you agree to launch a client project, you have made an agreement to be present for these days until launch. After that, you're free to go. That's it, because you haven't made a promise for that that time period. Yeah. Josh follows up saying, I have a, having a, I find having a daily stand-up meeting takes away from that flexible work schedule. How does FinSuite handle the balance of synchronous team check-ins versus asynchronous coordination? And I think we don't do daily stand-ups. Like, we just don't. There's no, yep. no part of anything in FinSuite. Well, I don't say that because I don't know all of the things that are maybe there might be small teams that are touching, but as far as like core big teams, like there's no, you know, nobody's touching in daily. We don't have team, you know, we're like heads of X team. Cause there's not heads of X team. There's not, you know, this, this doesn't work that way. Um, and so we have weekly standups, some teams, some departments, some groups, you know, and some of them have more frequent cadences. As I say this, I do think there's a couple teams that have more frequent cadences, but that's on them. There's one. Yeah. There's one daily. Yeah. And it, it usually has between a 50, around a 50 to 70% attendance rate, right? Not everyone's there. It's, it, it, it's a self thing. It's, it helps you, right? If you don't want to go to the standup or that it, it hurts your work schedule, don't go. But that means you may miss a piece of information yeah. or that means you may not be communicating what your plans are and what everybody else's plans are. Right. So yeah, I, I don't like the, the standup meetings. I'm not a fan of them. I think they, they do cut my work schedule. So if I'm needed for one of them, sometimes I will go. Sometimes I'll just send a message. Hey, I won't be here, but I recognize that I have to do this and I'll, I'll get to it next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cool. See you, Tony. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, Hannah saying that's a value bomb right there. Uh, we'll remind everyone that uh, if you are finding value in this video, we'd appreciate a like and a subscribe to the channel. If you're not, that helps YouTube keep these videos in front of relevant audiences like you. Uh, DK Jux Joe says, write a book. Corporate America needs to know that this is working for you without putting a leash on employees. Are you aware of all the new productivity spying software managers use? <laughs> you know, I see more of the I see more of the videos where people have found creative ways to keep their <laughs> mouse moving. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I always think that's so ridiculous. If you have to work a job where you need to mechanically move your mouse so your green light stays on, you're doing the wrong thing. That company will not be in existence in the future. That's not the way people want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, it That's what makes you a prisoner, right? When your day is, I need to have my green light on from nine to five. It is, it's a prisoner, right? You can't do anything else from nine to five. You have, your green light has to be on. 
So yeah, this Not only is that, but you have to respond back to a message within X amount of time kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, cause then they know and they're just sitting there to get, and uh, so here's what I've learned, by the way, I have, I dated a girl who was on a team like this. And what I discovered is that they're all incapable of making decisions and they're all scared to make decisions on their own. And so what they need is to have group analysis of every little fucking thing they do. Right. So they have to then sit there and validate each other and talk through every little thing. And it's the most inefficient thing I've ever seen in my life to watch these teams operate because they make a decision and then they do a thing and then they spend two hours working on it and then somebody changes their mind and then they got to come back to the table and then the, and and then you get a shit product at the end of it because nobody actually owned it nobody loved it nobody made it their baby and said hey look at this thing and then you talk about what actually happened you know because it's very hard the work that we do is not collaborative work the work that we do is you and the screen you know Sometimes there's collaboration because you're picking up where somebody handed off the project or maybe you got to work with somebody to figure out how to do a solution. But typically to execute, it's you, the keyboard and the screen doing the thing. So when you're in a collaborative setting in this space, unless you're coding together, unless you're working through the problem or, or like it's hard to actually do that effectively. You know, sometimes you need to be alone. I know I don't do that well. I tried live streaming some of that, building my website stuff and the pressure of trying to like be creative and also have other people in the room while I'm doing that really restricted my ability to be creative. So this working in meetings and working around people, sure, there may be things that you need to do that with. But a lot of times the work we do is very private. It's very one-off. And so I think sometimes being in these settings or in these meetings or you know, that the people fall, I don't know, especially in the corporate setting, you know, that's, that's how they pass the time. They pass the time by scheduling meetings to talk about meetings, to talk about things they might do at the next meeting. <laughs> I, I like to think of meetings as planning to work. Mm. It's not working. I don't think you're ever actually working in a meeting. I, I think of work as execution. If I'm executing on something, if I'm getting something done, that's work. Meetings are planning to work. So if your day is filled with meetings, you're just planning your work for the whole, the whole day is just planning of work. There's no execution. That's why we really limit meetings. And Zach says it in his comment, FinSuite requires meetings Tuesdays and Thursdays, 12 p.m. EST. Yes, this is my only official, official <laughs> thing on my calendar each week like anything else can be moved or changed or deleted or anything so and and this is actually not planning right yeah, we this should is, start taking attendance time too. We're... we're gonna have to start logging <laughs> attendance and issuing points for attendance yeah. <laughs> your pro membership is dependent on attending a certain number of streams per month and the likes don't forget the likes damn it <laughs> okay so we got through half of our comments maybe this is like another, the next episode will be about vacations. Yeah. Vacation policies. Cause we didn't yeah, even get to policies. not only that, but then we didn't even get to the comparison of the pros and cons yeah. of being a freelancer versus mm -hmm. like working on a team because some of the conversations we've had today are very different. If it's just you versus if you have some supporting roles around you to help. And so, yeah, freelancing is, you know, exciting, but there are some payoffs. And so that may be uh, a whole episode in and of itself. I always, I, we always get so ambitious about how much we're going to cover on these streams. And then we get through like a third of our show notes and then never get it. 
Oh, and also, if we do this vacation, if you want us to do the vacation episode, we will be sharing the FinSuite policies. Mm. We'll be sharing our official vacation policy write-up. We'll be talking about, um, yeah, how we approach this stuff. And, and then compare it to what we see as corporate America. Yeah. Or corporate work, not just, not just the U.S. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Raul <laughs> saying very off topic, but I have to ask how many of you are there at FinSuite? I say there's a few million of you working sometimes. There are, if you count all the scripts, millions and millions of times a month. <laughs> Lots of millions of times. I think we're at 44 now. 44 million? Oh, f people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's see. A third of your show notes, but still stupidly useful and enlightening. I think the show notes really is just an exercise for Joe and I to like dump down thoughts that we're having and have some things that if we run out of conversation points or if the comments aren't flowing, you know, as, as strong as, you know, some to other times that we have things to riff on. But a lot of times we really like just letting the, the comments spark the conversation and going wherever it takes us. So that's why we're happy to dump our show notes and leave them in the tank for other stuff or, or find ways to bring that into the conversation that's relevant to what y'all are interested in because, you know, you're here sitting with us. So might as well do as much as we can to deliver value to the live audience. Nice. Good show. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? No, I think that's it. I mean, there's a great, there's, this is the, this is one here. Lizzie Curtis is saying, um, after having a baby time off has become super precious, but also less work time definitely made me more focused and flexible working nice. transformational for life balance. Yeah. Family life balance. Great. This is something that again, neither Joe nor I have, you know, little, little ones running around and stealing our attention and time. And so that's all, you know, like we didn't even address that because Mm -hmm. Yeah, we take for granted that we, we don't have those distractions um, when it comes to work. So, okay, I think that's it. Uh, nice. Lucas, great show. Thanks for coming. Appreciate everyone that hang out with us. Um, Jay, I was in a corporate meeting one time about five years ago, got up and left the meeting. Manager asked where I was going. I said, I'm not staying here to have a meeting about another meeting. Yeah. I, did you keep that job? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> he kept walking. <laughs> oh man. I have a fun story about some meetings. I'll say in front of the time about meetings that I've walked out of or, or left, uh, for, for one reason or another, but, um, anyway, for another day, uh, Joe, any final thoughts? That's it for me. Thanks everybody. All right. Bye everyone. Uh, what's this? Somebody saying good show. See you at the Webflow party. So hopefully there's a Webflow party or Webflow show or something. Check out the calendar. Uh, Josh Lowe says, Rymar, let's do an episode on flow parent life. That might be interesting. Let's do it. If, if, um, who's that Pixelita and Josh and some of the folks from the flow parents, let's do a conversation. I'm happy to host that. We obviously have no input there, but if we want to host a community conversation on that, that might be interesting. So, um, what flow visit hype for next week? That's right. Come on, y'all. Go. Uh, we need that video to be explosive. If we don't break records on that stream next week, you're all fired. We're quitting the live stream. Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah, we need to. We have not had a, a oh, horn yeah. the last two episodes, y'all. What's the deal? Um, so we, yeah, we need to break some records on Thursday next week. So tell your friends, call your mom, you know, get your uncles, like whatever you need to do, just cr start creating bot <laughs> accounts, like whatever, just get all your iPad, your phone. Like we need all the browsers next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
nice. Okay. Yep. Webflow party is rocking. So y'all go. Let's go crash the Webflow party. Uh, we'll catch y'all next week at Webflow HQ. If you're a pro, join us Wednesday. We're looking at attributes. That's going to be a lot of fun going into the roadmap there. So anyway, it's been great. See y'all later.